Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith. He's Derek Terry. Derek, there's, there's a massive game in not only the SEC, but in college football Saturday in Athens, Georgia, number 11, Kentucky, number one, Georgia. Mark Stoops started the week off saying nothing but good things about Kirby Smart in Georgia. And uh, from everything that I've gathered, it's the same way on the other side of this thing. Yeah, I think there's a lot of mutual respect um, between these two, obviously, on Georgia's end. I mean, they typically – well, every game under Smart and every game for Stoops, I mean, Georgia has won. Um, but at the same time, I think Smart appreciates kind of the job Stoops has done. And you know, he said every single year that they play, it's one of the most physical games that Georgia plays year in and year out. And I, I believe that. Um, I do think in some ways, I don't, I don't know that it was intended to be this way when Stoops was out building the program, but there, there are, I would say, similarities between what those two head coaches want to do. It's just that Georgia's access to talent pool and uh, the guys that they have, I mean, they can, they can really overwhelm teams with the way that they want to play. Whereas with Kentucky, it's, it's not to that extent. Um, but this is always a game that, I mean, uh, I look forward to watching year in and year out just because I think, you know, Georgia's one of the you, – you know, when you go watch Georgia play in person, you're going to see a lot of future NFL guys. And Kentucky's getting that way too. I mean, a lot of guys on this team are going to have a shot of playing at the next level. But, yeah, we wanted to get on here today, um, talk a little bit about Stoops' pressure yesterday. I thought it was uh, – I didn't get to go there in person. I watched it online. Um, a bit grouchy. Well, would that be fair to uh, – to say how it went, I mean, he uh, was not really offering up a whole lot. So we did get a few big notes, though, Sean. And one we need to start with, we talked about it a little bit uh, about what might happen on the Sunday show. But Octavius Oxendine uh, out for the season with a lower leg injury. Tough loss yeah. there. Yeah, it's even even more tough, too, when you look and see that he was SEC Player of the Week, SEC Co-Defensive yeah. Lineman of the Week. And that that's just – that's how he was playing. I mean, he was all over the place in that win versus LSU. He was all over the place versus Florida. Uh, a very good piece that won't be there for Kentucky's defense, which makes it even harder now that you're still without Mark McCall too. So you're you're testing your depth there at that spot. Mark Stoops said that they're going to have to move and shuffle some guys around this week, but Kentucky's not the only one dealing with the injury bug here. No, Georgia's pretty banged up too. I think about it. They've been using their backup quarterback most of the year. Um, you know, they've been in a spot that – sorry, my mic came unhooked. I uh, should be back now. Uh, they've been in a spot, you know, Stetson Bennett, who played against Kentucky last year. Uh, he was the quarterback, and I think with them, they're not quite as dangerous of an offense. But, I mean, that's not stopped them from still just plowing right through teams, man. They've been crushing everybody they play, regardless of uh, who's been back there. But another left tackles facing an injury. They got a few guys, too, on defense. But – the way Georgia's recruited, you would think that their depth should be a little bit better. But I think that's a huge storyline, no doubt, for UK. Losing Octavius Oxendine, he didn't come into the season as a starter, but he pretty quickly showed that he was the best player at that spot. You know, I think it is what it is. I'm not trying to talk down on a kid, but like Aboule, he's been here for five years. I mean, they they tried to give him the start. They let him have first crack at it, and he just got outplayed by Oxendine. And then, you know, you look at the two deep, you got Aboule listed as a starter with Khalil Saunders as a backup. And I don't know that Stoops would – if he could go back, he might have taken this comment back, but more or less said that, you know, 
Phil Saunders got a chance against Florida, but he was not ready. He didn't say it exactly that way, but, uh, you know, he said it in terms of, like, you could tell that he was playing against a quality team. That's a true freshman. How much do you really want to play a true freshman defensive lineman against Georgia? Like, yeah. probably not that much. I mean, you might have to rotate him in there here and there. So, to me, the guy to watch is Trayvon Ripka. I think he's versatile enough. He's six foot four, 300 pounds. He's mostly backed up Josh Pascal this year. I think he's going to see more snaps this weekend than he's ever seen. And I kind of feel like you're going to see a lot of Pascal giving as much as he can when Pascal just absolutely has to sub. I think you see Ripker come in, and I think you see Aboule play a lot of those snaps. But I also see a scenario playing out that when Pascal's good to go, Ripka's over there playing quite a bit. You know, they're rotated in sometimes. Sometimes it'll be Pascal and Aboule. But to me, that's kind of the three-man thing because I, I just don't think you want to play Saunders really more than just a couple snaps unless he gets out there and, and holds his own. So I think yeah. he'll get a chance to see what he can do. The thing for me in this game, and, you know, we're going to spend a ton of time talking about this game, and you mentioned it on Sunday. You don't, we don't want to dump all of our Kentucky-Georgia talk into, <laughs> into one episode because we got a full week here. But the thing that really – the thing that I'm going to be looking for are multiple things. If Kentucky's defense can get down there Saturday and get some early stops and then you build that confidence and you build that momentum. I mean, even the last time they were down there in, in the monsoon game where there's a tropical depression, everything coming through, the tropical storm, you remember Kentucky's offense wasn't scoring that night, but that defense just – the confidence kept growing with each stop. If they can get some early stops or if the offense can make a play, just maybe it's – or even maybe it's a – Fumbled a fumble in your territory or in Georgia territory or a turnover or something that can kind of spark you, give you some easy points, even if it's three. Just anything positive early is what I'm looking for. The thing that got Arkansas and these others is the dam broke early because you got yourself in bad spots. You couldn't get stops or you turned it over or you gave them a short field. Kentucky has to play very disciplined. To me, the most disciplined quarter of the season, first quarter versus Georgia on the road. I think that's a great point. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt Kentucky's going to have to catch some breaks to uh, be in this game. And if the Georgia – I mean, I felt like they kind of ran into a buzzsaw in 2018. Regardless of whether Kentucky was kind of ready for that big meeting or not, I guess it could be up for debate. It was a pretty good Kentucky team, won 10 games. They got behind early, and it was tough to catch up from there. So, you know, Georgia comes out and plays their A game. I don't think Kentucky can match that regardless. Just, I mean, you know, this is one of the best, I think up to this point has clearly been the best team in college football. I'd go as far to say, I think there was a decent chance they were going to end up jumping Alabama to be number one, regardless of if Alabama beat Texas A&M or not. I agree. I really think that because they had just beat Auburn pretty bad. Um, they've not really played outside of Clemson earlier this year. They've not really played a, a close game at all. Um, so if you look at the AP poll, Arkansas was a top 10 team when they played them, beat them 37 to zero. Auburn on the road with your backup quarterback, you win by 24 points. I mean, it, it wasn't really close. So they've handled everybody they've played. And, you know, Kentucky, you know, you got to establish the run. Problem is, you're going up against, I think, the number four Russian defense in the country. They've given up, uh, I want to say their first, I saw a stat that their first team defense has given up one touchdown all season. This is truly like a daunting task. I mean, I think it's the best defense they've probably gone up against in the last 10 years, or if not more. So um, I don't want that to be overlooked. And, 
that's why you're going to need your defense to create some turnovers, do whatever it can, special teams, whatever, do whatever it can to help out the offense because if Kentucky's starting on their own 20 all day long, like they're not going to put up very many points in this game. I would be stunned if they did. So you're going to need some short fields, uh, maybe hit a couple big plays, but, you know, this is going to be really tough. It's going to be really tough. It is, but you need Will Levis to be who he was against LSU. You need Chris Rodriguez to run the ball behind that offensive line. And you need Wandale to pop up quite a few times oh, yeah. uh, with some big plays. But I'll, a couple of notes here as we, we move throughout this episode. Uh, did you see what Mike Farrell of Rivals wrote today? Uh, yeah, I did. He, you know, about his fact or fiction is it Kentucky is a legit SEC contender. And he put this Kentucky team can beat Georgia. Make no mistake about it. Will Levis is playing well. The Wildcats have a great offensive line. Their running game can control the clock. If Kentucky doesn't hurt themselves with dumb penalties or turnovers, they could be SEC's champs. What do you think about reading that? I mean, certainly I, I think if you're Kentucky, you you gotta you gotta be confident. And I think this fan base is confident too, Derek, especially the way that they beat LSU, the way the offense looked and things. It, it was the perfect week for the offense to do mm -hmm. something and show something. Yeah, I'm not trying to be like the wet blanket type, but like the, the best games Kentucky's had this year on offense, they Missouri could not stop the run. Uh, South Carolina, they did. I think Kentucky's offense did a good job. That game was just so twisted because they put the ball on the turf so much, kind of killed themselves. I think they would have had a decent offensive game had that not happened. Florida, you know, they ran the ball okay um, compared to throwing anyway. They ran it for 137 yards on 30 attempts, so 4.6. I mean, they didn't they didn't run it against Florida like they have these other teams. LSU could not stop the run, made it a lot easier in other elements. I mean. Georgia is going to stop the run. If Kentucky can line up and, and break, you know, 100, 100 yards, 115 yards, I think that's a win because uh, Georgia typically does not give up really anything on the ground. So I think the worst-case scenario is you end up in a spot that you're staying in third and long all day. And I'm just going to go ahead and say that. I don't, I don't personally feel like Kentucky's passing game has developed enough to where you're going to be able to withstand that all day, that kind of pressure that's going to come. Wandell is really the only guy this season who has proven to you that he can consistently get open. That's going to put a lot of pressure on them to feed Wandell. Um, I think they can scheme up some things in the passing game, I do, where they'll have some looks and they'll have some chances. It's going to be connecting on those opportunities. Because against a team like this, I just don't think you're going to get very many chances to truly connect and make some game-changing plays. So you got to take advantage when you do. Um, if they prove me wrong, if they go out and they establish the run, and they can get that play-action game working, then then who knows? But to me, you know, we're talking about a team – they've not scored on Georgia in two years, a touchdown. And last year's game, I, I differ on how I really feel about that season. Um, I kind of felt like the game plan last year was was not was not great no. against Georgia. You had Joey Gatewood. It's like they had, like, one good drive all day. It didn't really feel like they were trying to do a whole lot. They weren't really testing Georgia at all. So I think you're going to see a, a, a better game plan this year. I think they're going to take their shots, no doubt. I mean, you're going to have to. So in that regard, you know, it's just going to be hard. I mean, no team, no team this year. And I know they've not played a ton of great teams, but, I mean, hell, Ole Miss, I know doesn't play much defense, but, like, Arkansas just put up 51 on the road against them, and they didn't score against Georgia. I just, so Clemson, again, hasn't. Clemson Nets had a couple of games here and there where they put up some points, didn't score a touchdown on this Georgia team. I mean, I don't 
this is gonna sound like you know this would be a very negative uh uh episode i guess but i think it's not me saying bad things but you can i think you gotta give georgia that much respect honestly well, i mean this is like trending to be an all-time good defense and and maybe you'll agree i don't know you might disagree with this and there's pressure we've talked about that there's pressure in this season for kentucky but i think this is the first week Derek, where i think the pressure is on the other side to me i, I really do because I, I think kentucky's done what they wanted to do. They've they've outperformed expectations to this point. Nobody's really given them a chance. They're a twenty-two point underdog. Georgia, you you could argue that there's pressure on Kirby in Georgia to get it to finally get it done to finally beat Alabama, win the SEC, yeah. win a national championship. I think the pressure is on the other side this week. I think it's on Georgia because you're you know that this is the best Kentucky team that you've played in a few years, especially talent wise. I think top to bottom it is the most talented. Uh, they've got better quarterback play than they've had. They've got a good defense. It's not of the caliber of your defense, but it's a good enough defense that can win you games. I just think that – and it's the, it's the division. Like, it, it's going to come down. Whoever wins this game is going to win the East. I just think that the pressure is on Georgia. I, I do. Now, that doesn't mean that Georgia's not going to come out and just do what they've done to Arkansas and others, but I just have a feeling that the pressure for once – it's on the other side because I think if you're Kentucky, you've done what you needed to do. You've put yourself in position to make this a game and to to give yourself a chance. But Georgia's the one under the national spotlight right now that everybody's talking about how great they are, and they are really, really good, Derek. Like, this team is great. But I just think that there's some pressure there. I mean, this is the – it's Georgia. Georgia fans expect to blow out Kentucky Saturday. Yeah. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. That is one thing I, I want to say. I, I do feel good about kentucky's defense against georgia's offense not to the extent that i think uk is going to line up and just be able to dominate georgia the way that they have uh, you know some other games where they played pretty well um what do you think the score needs to be let's just what would be your score range for kentucky to win this game oh i don't i don't think you can give up any more than 21 points to even have a chance i mean if, i think if this it gets game's above been that, played that way right multiple times yeah, georgia scored 14 last year and 21 the year before i think they scored about 35 or 38 in lexington yeah that was one where it just got too far out of hand for them um you know that 19 that's kind of the weird thing in the last two years you, you had gatewood playing quarterback his first and only start at kentucky was last year um george only scored 14 though and then the year before it was a monsoon and i think it was only the second game for lynn at quarterback so i mean it was going to be tough for them in that game i mean and i, I actually think that's doable i really do i think kentucky can kind of keep them around that three touchdown mark it's just going to be 
can Kentucky find the offense and other ways to to do to you know to to stay in it? Um, I mean, if they can run the ball and control the clock a little bit, that should help. I mean, I think both teams kind of they're going to play similar. I mean, Georgia's going to establish the run before they do anything else. You can bet Kentucky's going to at least see how it goes on the ground before they go, you know, committing to, to throwing the ball a ton. Um, you know, Auburn put up 10 last week. I went and watched the highlights, you know, which is different than watching the whole game, but I watched about a 20-minute highlight clip, and they had some things there in the passing game. I didn't think Auburn's receivers played very well at all that game. Um, Stetson Bennett hit some big throws, but I still like – I think you like your chances a little bit better with him back there. He was not very impressive against Kentucky last year, but he's, he's played a lot more this year. Um, dumped some good things. Again, like we were talking about that Arkansas game, I think he only completed seven passes. Like, that's where you got to avoid. You cannot get into a situation like Arkansas didn't even make Stetson beat them at all. Uh, Arkansas or Georgia just lined up, ran it right at them, dominated them all day. I think they had four running backs that game that all had double-digit carries. I might be getting that game confused, but I, I think that was the game where they just they just lined up and ran it. And I don't think they'll be able to do that to that extent. Um Against UK, I'm going to put some more respect on Kentucky's run defense. Then, I mean, you held a Florida team that was number three nationally to what one touchdown for the whole game, and it came on a pass. They didn't give up a rushing touchdown to Florida. So that is one area where I feel like I don't, I don't know that I would say advantage Kentucky uh, when it comes to Georgia's offense versus UK's defense, but I would say it's it's much closer because like UK offense versus Georgia defense is a huge it's huge advantage for Georgia but that to me that's the ideal scenarios you can hold them around 21 and you hope that you find some points somewhere to where it gets to you know you can get down to the game and you can have a final drive or whatever where you're right there with the chance to tie it or you're right there with the chance to to potentially win it to me that's the best case scenario and if you're betting on UK if they hold them within uh around there as long as they just score at all you're going to cover the spread so will it be Stetson Bennett I think so. Yeah. I think so I think too. So. Yeah. I, I just think reading, reading quotes and things, it it seems like that JT Daniels is still a little bit away. Yeah, and they didn't see him last year either. I think JT might have actually started playing the game after Kentucky. Uh, he played a little bit against Florida, I think. I might be having that wrong, yeah. but he, uh, you know, he had transferred Kentucky's in there. Kentucky's defense put on Georgia though, and Stetson. You think? I mean, if Josh Pascal and all those guys, I mean. Do you think Georgia's worried about that at all this week? I think Kentucky's definitely got some guys that can affect uh, can affect Georgia. Uh, the big thing, though, is, you know, I mean, it, I, you, you wish he had McCall and and, yeah. and, and Oxidon, obviously. Um, I think you still feel better about the nose guard spot with Rodgers and Hayes. You just hope that those two guys can – you feel better about them withstanding Georgia's offensive line versus uh, – that boundary tackle spot. I mean, I'm telling you, they're, they're hurting pretty bad right there. I mean, worst case scenario is Georgia just runs it right at that <laughs> that group all day, and they can't do anything about it. Um, yeah, they, but they, with the, the linebackers and run support have been very good. I mean, the front seven, those those guys have done a great job. Square is having a great season. Jacquez Jones is having a great season. Travis Wallace is playing more and more. Weaver's done a great job this year. Past school, right? I mean, I, I think they got the bodies up front to – to not just get plowed over all day for sure. But uh, can they make the big plays? Can they get some turnovers? They did last year. That's the thing about last year's game. They had, what, two interceptions? Phil Hoskins made the big pick. Kelvin Joseph had an interception. That probably kept the score from getting out of hand because if I remember both those – I mean, the Hoskins one was definitely right before half, and Georgia was in field goal range. Joseph's interception came on 
you know, Georgia was on UK's territory. So that kind of stopped it from, from getting too far out of hand. Um, but I would say, and, and again, I don't know how much you go back to those last two years, but the blueprint I think for how Kentucky wants to play is there. And I guess what you need to see is are the additions of Will Levis, Wondell Robinson, will that be enough to kind of elevate the passing game? Cause they, they've not had a passing game at all the last two years against Georgia. So I think it'll be better in that regard, but this is a huge, a huge task to actually win this game. So you're going to do all you can to uh, put yourself in a spot in the fourth quarter that, that you can be there with the chance to pull the upset. Yeah, that's for sure. And I, I'm, I'm going back and I'm looking. Has Jacquez Jones played against Georgia? Yes, Ole Miss played the – or wait, no, maybe not. Ole Miss played uh, Florida last year. I do remember that. I'm looking maybe 2000 – no, I, I don't see anything back to 2019. I, I was kind of looking to see if he had played and how he performed. But you've got experience on that defense, on that Kentucky defense. Uh, they're, they're certainly – they have confidence. I think the offense built some confidence versus LSU. So we'll see. Uh, it's going to take a lot of confidence to to come out of Athens with a win. But I certainly think that the way that they're approaching this thing, Derek, is that they're confident enough that they can go down there and they can compete. When you hear what DeAndre Square had to say and others, they're, they've certainly circled this thing, that they're going there with the intentions of winning the game, not just showing up. And that's Absolutely. the mindset yeah. that you want. You have to have that mindset. If you'd have that, then you've got a chance. And we'll, then it comes down to do you make enough plays? And we'll certainly see Saturday if Kentucky does. As always, this episode is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub. Three locations, Palmville, Williamsburg, and London, Kentucky. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily.